everybody. This is Harriet Kemmerk, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, I want to talk with you about the promises of God. I want to explain what the promise of God is and what the promises of God are so that all who hear can receive. We live in a day and time right now where we don't even know what a promise is. I mean, our governments make promises that they don't plan to keep politicians people in public policy, even our partners, our spouses, our friends, our business partners. Everyone makes a promise at some point in our lives. Do we get to keep the promise? I tend to think, or I like to think that perhaps people have good intentions when they make the promise, but do they have the ability to carry out the promise? Do they have the ability to execute? That's a whole different thing, isn't it? Well, today we're going to examine the nature of the promises of God because what we find is that God is different from humans. And because God is different from humans, he has the ability to execute the promise. So if God made you a promise, there is no doubt in your mind that that promise will be executed. There should be no doubt. And I'm going to tell you why right here from the scriptures, why that is so. So join with me we're going to look at this through hebrews chapter 6 verses 13 to 20 and we're going to get into it from the king james version in just a minute but before we do i just want to say that i just got a a facebook notification from our friends and so on in in uh, nigeria who are being persecuted i know that we live here in the united states and we don't know what religious persecution is thank the lord god almighty We don't know what it is like to have our churches and our homes burnt and our children's schools burnt and be kicked out. And you go into large, small towns and villages and burn them because they don't believe as you do. The allegations are that it is being done by people who are of the Islamic faith. And while I'm not on the ground, so I can't attest to that, But what I can say is let us pray that religious persecution for what you believe does not stand, especially for Christians, never comes to America. But more importantly, wherever you are in the world, that people who are being persecuted just simply because they believe it shouldn't happen. Amen. Amen. Let us all remember our brothers and sisters for those who daily face this kind of persecution. It, in a lot of ways, a lot of the wars that are started in some parts of the world stem are systemically started and have some sort of systemic violence going on simply because of differences of opinion. We need to examine ourselves as humanity. We, we are facing different challenges in the new world that we live in. The challenges that we face, we should perhaps come together and look at ways in which we can stem the tide of catastrophic weather, stem the tide of weather impacting what we do. Here in the United States, farmers have stopped planting food because they're planting cannabis. Is no one thinking that in 20, 30 years, we won't have food, that there won't be crops? If you all join this mad rage to go plant cannabis, because somebody else comes along and says, I'll pay you $20, $20 million to use your farm. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to plant some cannabis here, but over here, I'm going to plant some tomatoes and potatoes and keep the country going and keep the food supply going. 
I don't understand what is going on with us. We've taken our eyes so much off the prize. We have allowed social media to influence us to the point where all we think about now is money, 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 the acquisition of money. And if I'm not living that lifestyle, if I'm not rolling with the billionaires, and if I'm not living like that, then I have no life. Have you noticed? Our sense of satisfaction stopped when social media happened. And we could see in real time, what the real millionaires and billionaires of the world do. And suddenly, everybody wants to be like them. This is why today you have no hope amongst young people. Because all young people want to do is to go stand on a stage and sing. Because to them, being a performer is everything. If we're all performers, then who's going to have the money to download your music? Who's going to have the money to watch your stuff? We, there have to be listeners and participants Everybody can't be a performer. Do you see what I'm saying? Social media has warped our thinking to the extent you know, where we don't even know who we are. So I just thought I'd put that out there because there's so much going on and there's just a lot for us to pay attention to. So you might be saying, but that explains some things why my children are suddenly dissatisfied with their lives. Yeah, because as much as they may want to be a doctor, lawyer, or want to went to school to be an electrician or so, it, it's not glamorous. What they want is something glamorous where they're holding a mic and everybody has an opinion and everybody has something to say. And when they don't make any money from it, suddenly I'm a loser, suddenly I'm bad, suddenly I'm this. We must have a come to Jesus moment where we get back to basics and say, you know something, we're going to need nuclear physicists. We're going to need astronomers. We are going to need people who can read the stars. We're going to need people who are a meteorologist who can read the weather. We're going to need scientists for the love of God. We're going to need doctors and good doctors, not just doctors who like to write prescription pills that kill people off, not just doctors who are in it for the money. We need good doctors who diagnose and treat and provide healing through science and medicine. Amen. Amen. So today, turn with me in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, you can download the Bible app to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. And we, I want to say Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. Everybody knows Hebrews. It's in the New Testament. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts, Romans. Okay. So we know where we are going, right? Luckily, we have the Bible app, so you can type in the search function, Hebrews, and it will pop up. Many of us grew up in a day and time, like those of us who went to Sunday school, and we had the little Sunday school booklets, and we had to have a Bible, right? So you had to look up, when you didn't know where the, the, the books of the Bible were, you had to look up in the contents page. Anybody familiar with the contents page? And you had to look it up and say, oh, it's after this one. Well... For those of us now who have technology and the benefit of it, it's Hebrews chapter 6, verses 13 to 20. And we're reading from the King James Version. And as usual, we're talking about the promises of God and what they are. So here's what the Bible has to say. It says here, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, Blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise, referencing Abraham and the promise made to him. For men verily swear by the greater, 
and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wearing God, willing more abundantly to show unto the ears of promise the immutability of his counsel. We're going to get break it down in just a minute. Just be patient. And confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things, watch that, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation for who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. What hope is that? Which hope we have as an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil? Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest, forever after the order of Melchizedek. Father, in Jesus' name, let me decrease so that you might increase. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight. We pray for those who are listening and for those who are watching, for those who are waiting on the promise of God, a promise that you made, Father. I pray that that promise will be demonstrated and will be supernaturally expeditiously and overnight delivered to your people. There are people waiting on a promise of healing right now. I decree and declare that that promise is delivered. People waiting on a promise of hope. Let hope be an anchor for the soul. We pray for those right now who are sitting on hospital beds and those who have to contemplate surgery. For somebody who has to face surgery in their stomach tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that there will be victory as the promise of God touches them in Jesus mighty name. We pray for those who have lumps in their breasts that in the name of Jesus, every cancer cell, every tumor cell is dried up in Jesus mighty name for people who have problems in their neck, in their stomachs, in their spine, in the name of Jesus. Every cancer cell be deleted in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure, low blood pressure, high blood sugar, low blood sugar, high cholesterol, low cholesterol in in the name of Jesus be destroyed. Heart murmurs, heart rhythm, this massive heart condition that has overtaken our young people across the country. In the name of Jesus, we decree and declare that every heart be brought back into rhythm by the promise of God, by the word of God that has come to us this day. We pray for those who need a provision in Jesus' mighty name that you open the floodgates of heaven. And cause it to rain on your people in Jesus' name. And all in agreement say, Amen. Imagine that, the promise of God. So what is the promise of God here? It says right here that God made a promise to Abraham. And that he could swear by no greater. So let's put what this is into context. God is not man. The Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So God is not a man. So God, therefore, when he makes a promise to you, has the ability to deliver it. If God could not deliver the promise, he's not going to make it. Because God is not doing, if so, maybe I will show up, Harriet. Maybe I'll show up in five years, ten years. Maybe I won't show up at all. God is not like that. God is the creator of the universe. God is God. He's everywhere all at the same time. He can see everything. So when he says to you, Harriet, I am going to deliver you 
from cancer. Accept that because that is so. If God tells you that he's going to deliver your spouse from watching pornography online, then accept that it is so. Now, the promise of God is such that there is a time between what? The stated of the promise and a time to the deliverance of the promise. There's a time and a place for every season under the sun. So between the stating of the promise and the delivering of the promise and the performance of it, there is a time. That time has to be monitored and watched over by our faith and by our patience. This is why it continues to say that herein you have to be patient. Those who endure will get the promise. Now, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. Waiting is a skill all by itself. Why? Harriet has lived it. In fact, I am living it. I am still living and waiting on the promise of God. I have learned that while I wait is everything. I must be close to it because I'm at the point where I've torn my hair out. Can you tell? Look at my hair, <laughs> right? I have, must be close to it. You can tell you are close to it by the stress and the forbearance and the pressing down. It's just like a runner who is running. I used to run a long time ago. Amen. And I remember that as a runner, when you just start out running, you're filled with performance. You're filled with adrenaline. You have this, yes, I can do mentality. I used to run, I think it was the 100 meters or something like that. Then they had us doing relays. Yeah, it was good for us to have to run marathons. And they would have us going up and down mountains and running marathons. It was good for us. It built us up. Amen. And it gave us time to last. Amen. But you know something I used to notice? As I approached the finish line was when I can't wait. Oh, oh, you can hardly breathe. It feels like the whole world is coming down on you because you're running out of steam. You're running out of energy. Sometimes when you're waiting on the promise of God, what happens is you literally run out of steam. Sometimes there are delaying spirits. There are hindering spirits whose job it is to hover over the promise of God and to make you so that you cannot, absolutely cannot finish. There are spirits that dominate and they press you down. I call them hindering spirits. They hover. They, they make sure that you can't get to the promise. In fact, they hold you back. They delay you. They're sometimes called what I call gatekeepers. Have you ever had to go get something done and there is someone there who is literally blocking you and you know that if that person weren't there, that if you can just get beyond them, that you would get what you want? They're gatekeepers. We have to have faith to endure because sometimes delay is not denial. When they tell you no this time doesn't mean that no always means no. This is why God gives us the promise. The promise is the hope, therefore. So you use your hope and your faith and your patience. Those are three integral components of the promise. Without hope, without faith, and without patience, you're never going to make it. I know because I have lived it. And I am not remonstrating you for you to feel that I can't do this and I am going to give up. I am here to encourage you that if you stay the course, you will get to the finish line. So many times in my life, I've had to go through this. I've had to wait for it. I've, I've literally had to wait for it. It's the, one of the hardest things in the world to do. You know, when God first called me, I was in my early 30s. 
And I thought, of course I can do this. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Of course, filled with youth and fervor and faith and, and youthfulness. But then as the years went by, we live in a perpetual youth culture that challenges us all the time. I should be 56 looking 26. I should be, you should be 60 looking like you just turned 30. In fact, you should be 70 looking like you're 35. That's the expectation of our culture. So I was saying, but they're not going to find me relevant. Nobody's going to listen to me. And look what God has done in the time between the stating and the promise, the delivery of the promise during that performance time before it happens. Look what God has done. I've had to have faith and I've had to have hope. So while you wait on the promise, have hope. Let hope be the anchor of your soul. Is that not what the Bible says right here? It says, let hope be the anchor of your soul. So then let's go back to what are the promises? The Bible says that God says, blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. So whatever it is that God told you he's going to do for you, he's going to bless you and he's going to multiply you. So he's going to increase you and he's going to bless you. So regardless of the hindering spirits, regardless of the people who are gatekeepers, regardless of all the people who stood in the way to stop the promise from being delivered, God is still in the business of delivering on his word. Why? Because the Bible says he cannot swear by none other than himself. It continues that God is immutable. It says by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. So what is the immutability of God? The unchanging nature of God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His methods change, but his nature doesn't change. It is impossible for God to lie. So there are many people saying, but God told me, God told me, God told me. You need to be very careful about who says that because it is what? Impossible for God to lie. If God said it, that's it. Take it and run with it. But first you need to discern if God said it. How do you know? By faith, by hope. And by patience is how you are tested. So then, this is how you know that it is a true promise from God. How do you know? Because by faith, by hope, and by patience. Why? Because the promise of God takes a while to be delivered. You ever heard when you were growing up, I don't know about you, but where I was growing up, they used to tell us things like, I don't know if they were trying to comfort us or whatever, but they used to tell us things like what? It's worth the wait. If it is worth having, it is worth to wait. It is worth the wait. It is worthy to wait for it. Wait for it. That's what they used to tell us. When we became impatient, that summer wasn't coming fast enough. Remember that? And it was was springtime. And good heavens, can we just get through it to get to summer vacation? They used to say, wait for it. Because summer was worth having. That's when we were a kid. Remember, we used to wait. They said, well, you can't get it. You wanted something. You go to the store. You tell your parents you wanted a toy. And they said, you can't get it until your birthday. And you're like, oh, but my birthday is far away. And they're like, wait for it. It is worth the wait. So is the promise of God. Whatever it is that God promised you, whatever it is that God spoke directly to you, that you know in your heart of hearts, in your mind, in your spirit, and in your soul, whatever God promised you, 
If it hasn't happened yet, what did I say? There is a time for every season under the sun. There is a time between the when God stated the promise and when he performs the promise. In between that time, have hope, have patience, and have faith because it is impossible for God to lie. Do not judge God by my standards. Don't judge God by what any of us as humans say. Judge God by his nature, his immutability, the fact that he's unchanging. Amen? Amen. I just want you to have that in your heart today as you walk away from this because so many of us are waiting on the promise of God. I know that in 1998, God spoke to me and told me that the husband I had is not the one he chose for me and that I was to walk away and let God be God and perform the promise. I'm still waiting for the promise. So whoever he is, he must be really worth the wait because he hasn't shown up yet. Amen. Amen. So while I waited, what did I need to do? Did I try to fix it? You bet I did. Failed on two horrible occasions. Almost lost myself in the failing. Why? I finally got to the stage in 2017 where I said, you know what? You tried, Harriet. Sit back. Let God be God and let God provide. Did I lose it? Yes. In 2018, I said, it's 20 years since you said it, Lord. How much longer do I have to wait? I'm in my 50s now. Oh, my God. I panicked. And the Lord said, there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. Wait for it. So what did Harriet do? Went back down on my knees, confessed my sin of unbelief, confessed my sin that I didn't believe in the immutable, unchanging nature of God, that I had to seek his counsel and not the counsel of my friends, not the counsel of the people around me. Do you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes it's not that God has forgotten the promise, it's that we give up. We listen to others who tell us, well, you're waiting too long. Well, look how long you're waiting. You are losing your mind. You're crazy. Have you ever heard that? They have told me that so many times. If I had $10,000 for every time someone said that, I guarantee you I'd be a billionaire now. Because someone is always trying to tell me what the promise of God is. The promise of God is yea and amen. Come on, say it with me. The promises of God are saved. Yay and amen. Come on. You need to join in with God on the promises that he has conferred upon you. The promises that he has made to you. He promised you good health and success. Come on, say the promises of God are yea and amen. Come on, people. The promises of God are yea and amen. Say it. The promises of God are yea and amen. God made a promise to you. He is unchanging. He will deliver on that promise because his nature says what? His nature says he cannot lie. So for shout out to all the people who are trying to tell you otherwise, they're trying to be God. They're trying to work it out. They're trying to help you to get there. Listen to me. Let us go. If somebody comes to you and tell you that, if they're not saying, let us go to God in prayer and pray with you for the delivering of this promise. Let us find out what the will of God is for this situation for your life. Come on. The promises of God are again. Amen. The promise. There is a promise from God and the promises are unchanging over time. Do you know that? The promise of God, these are unchanging. God does not change. 
right? God, it is impossible for him to lie. Therefore, if it is impossible for him to lie, then the promise must be delivered. So while we wait for it, we should do so patiently. We should do so no stressing. We should do so without anxiety. We should do so without the pressure of our peers, our friends, our brothers and sisters, our relatives, our blood brothers and sisters, and our community around us who put pressure on us and tell you that you must do it. And then you step out of faith. And by stepping out of faith, you've stepped out of the season for the promise and you fail horribly. Sometimes you will sit there just like I did. I kept thinking when God spoke to me when I was 30, I thought that it was going to happen right then. Right now, the Lord says that promise for you by hearing this word is going to happen overnight. You're going to see it overnight. One minute you're going to be here. The next minute you're going to be right smack in the middle of the promise and you'll be turning around like I can't believe it actually happened. When God first spoke to me, I was 30. I thought it was going to be instantaneous. It's going to be instantaneous. God is going to deliver on his promise to you. That said it. That settles it. You believe it right now by hearing this. Believe it. Say, I believe. Say, come on, say, I believe. I believe the promises of God for my life. I believe that I have the promise of good health. I believe that I have the promise of health. I believe I have the promise of wealth. I believe I have the promise of companionship. I believe I have the promise of provision. Come on. I believe that I have the promise of security. I believe I have the promise of safety. No weapon that is formed against me. No gunshots can ricochet anywhere. No weapon no one can throw against you. You can be driving down the freeway and some car is weaponized against you. No weapon formed against you will be able to prosper because the promise of God is what is keeping you. I have found... I, Harry and Gail Kamak, have found that the promises of God have been so weaponized that no weapon could form me. I had husband who wanted to kill me. He couldn't kill me because the promise had not yet been performed. Amen. I had people who wanted to take me out. They thought that would have lost my mind. They poured water on the bed I was sleeping on. The promises of God are still yea and amen. Everybody left. They took off. They took even all my clothes in winter of 2016, in the name of Jesus, they thought that I would have lost my mind. I would have lost myself. But the promises of God anchored me. It was my hope on sturdy seas when the seas were rocking and when everything around me shook. The promises of God kept me. Come on. Let hope be the anchor for your soul. Let the promises of God Hold on to you. Believe. Come on. Believe. Believe these words. You don't have to hear me. You don't have to believe me. But turn in your book. In the book of life. To Hebrews chapter 6. Verses 13 to 20. In any version of the Holy Scriptures that you read. And you will find these eternal words. Conscripted. Transcribed for your benefit. That God is unchanging. God will always deliver. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you shall have a supernatural, overnight, expeditious deliverance from everything that ails you. Come on, you're going to feel it right now. If you give yourself a chance, you'll feel all of it. Scream and shout out because all of it is lifting off you. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Because God has come and he's going to deliver on his word. He's made a promise. And by the name of God Almighty himself. That promise will be delivered. In Jesus mighty name. 
Amen. Be blessed, everybody.